This episode of Running Down the Clock is brought to us by Busy Bee Vegan Skincare. Busy Bee is an all-natural skincare line dedicated to healthy, vegan, plant-based skincare and overall wellness. They offer a selection of handcrafted body scrubs, butters, and washes that not only make your skin glow, but smell amazing. Their unique all-natural scents include gingerbread, ruby grapefruit, caramel cake, and morning latte. So why not treat your skin to something fresh and all-natural? Head over to shopbusybeevegan.com today. And as a special bonus, Busy Bee is offering listeners of this podcast a 15% discount on your first order with the code Ordinary. Podcasts. Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey, like always, and we are talking NFC West today. Puya, break down the four teams in the NFC West. 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks, and the reigning champions, the Rams. That is right. Should we start talking about the uh, Rams then first? Because I, I think you got to go with golf rules. We, if you win the hole, you get honors on the next hole. The All Rams right, perfect. For a second there, I thought you said golf rules. And so you get rid of them, and then you win the Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> Um, well, let's talk about that because obviously Matthew Stafford is now a, a Los Angeles Ram as of last year, won the Super Bowl in his first year with um, L.A. Uh, he's back. He does have a little bit of an elbow problem, which seems to be what they're talking about in Los Angeles. But I don't think that's much of a problem with Matthew Stafford because we all know that he plays through injuries more so than any other quarterback in the last few years. And famously, if you watch some of his mic'd up moments, um, Matthew Stafford's a tough guy. We know this. I'm a Detroit fan, so I know that he's a tough guy. This team got better in the offseason um, the, in the wide receiver position with the signing of Allen Robinson. I know he sucked Before you year. go further, yep. before you go further, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can I get my little piece about Matthew Stafford? That I've been You've been trying to say it. I, th- I thought you would jump in earlier. I thought you were going to jump in earlier. So I was trying to be polite, but you know, I was being more polite than I ever have there. Yeah, don't be so, polite. This show's not about polite. No, you're right. You're right. So that clip that uh, you're talking about, that's apparently the longest clip in NFL mic'd up history. And such a like good se- such a good sequence if nobody's ever seen it. So the thing I've always admired about Matthew Stafford, there's a lot of flack that professional athletes get for, you know, selling out, take, you know, holding out contracts, doing all this stuff that fans hate. One thing I absolutely love about Matthew Stafford is he's just shown, I don't know what his true feelings are, but just from what it seems, he is there just for the love of the game. He played on one of the worst franchises for the longest time. Never complained, oh, I don't have targets, I don't have good receivers, I don't have a good offensive line. Never complained about anything publicly. And he was just always there putting in the work, playing through injuries, never made a complaint, never made a trade request. He could have requested for a trade multiple times. He stuck through it all. That is the kind of professional athlete 
that I think you really idolize. Just the guy that never grew up, grew out of the love of the game. It never just became a job, which it is. I understand. You know, I don't hate anybody for treating it like a job because it is your job. But I think from the fan perspective, you got to love him as a professional athlete. Well, I mean, that's why, absolutely. I think there's there's so few of them now, too, that choose to stay with the same team, even though that team has been abysmal since 1957. It is nice to see that a player wants to do well there, has embraced the city, has embraced the culture of the city, and they they shipped him out. He did not ask to be traded. He they asked him what he thought. He said, "Well, we're rebuilding. I don't know if you guys want me around. I'd like to be here. I love Detroit." And they said, "No, we're gonna get rid of you." And they got a great deal for him. But the the Rams won that trade because they got a Super Bowl in Matthew Stafford. They won that trade easily. Absolutely. I mean, he, easily. Now let's go back driver. to let's go back to the newest offseason signing right now because Allen Robinson, I know that you liked him when he was in Jacksonville because you brought this up in the first ever podcast, I believe that you liked Alan Robinson. And then he went to Chicago. He had glimpses of top 10 wide receiver there. He had some actually really great years. And then last year fell off big time. This is a steal for Los Angeles to have Alan Robinson on their team. Is it not? For sure. I mean, you got to make up that, that hole that with uh, Odell Beckham not being there. Yeah. And who could still come back. Even if he was signed, he's still injured anyway. So it's not like he would have started the season with him anyway. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that and to get a guy like Allen Robinson? Isn't that a huge coup? Like the Chicago well, I got think rid it's of him. just It's very obvious to other players in the league. The Rams are a stacked team. They're an attractive team to go to right now. They are good in every aspect. Like they have such a good team right now. It's and- hard not seeing them. You, know, I, you can't predict that they'll repeat as Super Bowl winners or get there. But to win this division, I think they got to be hands-down favorites. Yes, I agree with that because you know, they are the returning Super Bowl champions. It's also one of the hardest trophies to do is win uh, back-to-back Super Bowls. But like we don't talk about defense a lot. There was the 03 Patriots or something that were the last to do it. Yeah. So and it's the last NFC team to do it was the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. Yeah. Then they did three in a row, I believe, right? I don't know if it was three, but could have been. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. San Francisco broke we'll have our fact, We'll have our fact checker, someone who tweeted and tell us if we're right or wrong. <laughs> uh, but we don't talk about defense a lot, but this this team on defense is stacked. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are probably the best um, combination of defensive players in the league. And then they added Bobby Wagner this offseason, which Seattle got rid of. Like, and I know he's a little bit on a – like the – the lower back half or the back half of his career, but Bobby Wagner is a force in Seattle. But wasn't Von Miller on the back half of his career? That's exactly right. And, and you know, that just fills in that gap. Now, obviously we, where I grew up, especially me more than you, I had a lot of Seattle Seahawks exposure. And yes. I always was watching Bobby Wagner as just a top level linebacker. I always liked him. And I think I get Seattle. They're, you know, bigger rebuild situation than a lot of teams. So, you can let anybody go and try and rebuild. But why they let him go? I don't know. Is it a contract thing? They don't want to pay him as much? I can imagine he's got nothing in the tank to offer a team. I'm assuming that it had to do with some type of contract and the fact that they are rebuilding. But, but let's talk about Seattle. Let's pivot because Los Angeles, everyone knows they're good. What happened to this team? Like you're a Seahawks kind of, you grew up in Vancouver, so you know a lot more about the Seahawks than you. most. I will tell you. Russell Wilson has the distinction 
of being the only quarterback, maybe in history, but the only quarterback that's active, that has won a Super Bowl and given away a Super Bowl. I think that Seattle game of throwing that ball away to lose the game was worse than Atlanta's collapse. To lose the Super Bowl. To lose the Super Bowl. Atlanta's collapse in that Super Bowl to right. lose. But, yeah. but that throw that, that you're talking about that is Russell Wilson. That single throw lost, lost them. Lost the them Super- the Super Bowl. Yes, and that's and the famous give it, it to Marshawn Lynch. Everything around it, you didn't have to make that throw. Like, there's no reason to. Everybody knows it. It's been talked about to death. But perhaps a lot of people, you know, so deflated, they lost faith in that uh, in the team. And, the, you know, the defense started aging. Guys left. There was some injuries. And, it was kind of downhill, and you know, it wasn't all related to that. But I'm sure there was a little bit of a trigger effect. I think and, a lot of it was because their defense was their that Legion of Boom defense will go down as one of the top ten defenses of all time, um, just for what they did and how dominant they were with like Richard um, Sherman and some of the other guys they had on defense. Bobby Wagner was in there for the last little bit too. Is but they essentially have given up when they got rid of Russell Wilson. No. For sure. I mean, they've just given up. I think they've accepted where they are. They're too far removed from competing in the playoffs where they've been used to. I mean, they've been the perennial favorite to win this division for 10 years or something. Yeah, that's probably... I don't know what this is. This was probably the best division in football over the last seven years. For sure. And they're always either winning or at the the battle for the top. Yeah. And And so why... They just realized they're, they're not there. But why pay DK Metcalf then? Like a couple of weeks ago, they paid him a huge contract. If you know you're not there, why not trade him to somebody and get, and get some future people? I think you still got to fill the seats too. You owe it to your fans. Yeah, that's a good point. You got to fill the seats. But I mean, is that's the thing about NFL football is that everybody's going to show up no matter what. It's very rare to not sell out stadiums. I think like the Lions sell out a lot of their games. The Lions. I know. But I mean, that's just also being good ownership and giving your fans something to cheer for. As we've discussed, the Lions have some of the worst ownership in the league. The, yeah. So as loyal the, as their fans are, it's we'll been announced that 16 season. Geno Smith is going to start at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks over yeah. Drew Locke. I mean, the options are terrible between two of them. This is probably the worst quarterback room in the league. No, like, and we talked about Texans and Davis Mills. I would rather have Davis Mills over Geno Smith and Drew Locke. So I had a whole other thing to go with the Rams. I feel like we transitioned no, way go too hard. Go <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll finish this uh, Seattle thing and we can touch <laughs> back on them. Um, yeah, the Geno Smith thing kind of makes me think, what's the point of putting Geno Smith in to try and win games now because he's a little more uh, experienced than Locke? I think they're what's both bad. What's the point of having Because what has Geno Smith won in the last couple seasons? He's won some coin tosses. No? That's, that's I don't. Is. Has he played a lot? That's what I mean. He just he took the coin toss at the end of the game if there was an overtime or something, right? I don't like. I don't. That's yeah, I don't know. The I last time do. I've ever seen Geno Smith, like I know he's played a little bit. It was last a Jets year. jersey the last time I saw him play. Yeah, like, and he was bad. He's a bad court. Like, he's not sure. He's every quarterback in the NFL is good because they are in the NFL. But when it comes to he's, I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's my point. So I, I don't get that move on their part of giving it to him unless it's one of those things where they're giving it to him for a game or two 
and they're going to transition him out. But to transition him to what? Drew Locke? Who the fuck is Drew Locke? This is, that's the whole thing. It's like you're in a rebuild. At least give your youth a little more of a chance. It could just be let the team. I don't know. I'm making this up out of my ass. Well, that's what we do. Let that's the teams, why we're just let fans. The settle, yeah, let the team settle in a little bit. Let the defense and everybody settle in. The offense get, get aligned and get more comfortable. And then switch out the, um, the quarterback. I don't know what the thinking is. These but guys ran. Why? This that's... management decided to throw the ball instead of run it on that play. You know, you can't. Like you can't that, I don't. I don't know why don't know. you would. It's, it's an odd move. I don't know why you would hold off on. I, I don't know. Both these quarterbacks suck. They're the probably the worst quarterback room in the league. I would not want them. So I don't. They're not in the top thirty-two quarterbacks in the league. I'm not sure what the Seattle Seahawks are doing. I don't know what their goals are for this year, but. That I do a pick 'em pool each year where eight guys pick four teams, and then whoever has the most wins at the end wins the that pool. And the Seattle Seahawks were the last team picked. That, that's telling. That is a huge fall from grace. Quickly, like Pete Carroll's got to have a hot seat by the end of this year. No, like if they don't do something, why would he keep his job? He's like eighty two years old. I don't. Yeah, I don't get but, it. I don't get it. Again, you you can't blame him too much for this. You don't yes, have you the pieces. You don't have the pieces. They got rid of the pieces. They have when you have Russell Wilson, a top seven quarterback in the league, you have the pieces to win. That's the only piece in the NFL that you need to win. Aaron Rodgers has fucking nobody on his team, and he's going to win eleven games this year. So what is what you have? Russell Wilson. What I don't understand. Why can't they do the same formula as the Packers? So. What was the story there? I can't remember. Did Russell Wilson want out, or they wanted him out? I don't. I don't know. I. I think it was a because little bit a lot of it could be it Russell started Wilson off, wanted a little. I don't. Bit. I don't think it was. Though. I think Russell Wilson was a Seahawks guy, and then management started saying, "Well, we're going to slowly rebuild, or we're not really liking what we're going." And I think that the offense started to slow down under pete carroll and russell wilson wasn't happy with that he wanted more control a la aaron Rodgers, and he didn't get it so he started saying hey listen i want to be more control i want more control i want more control seahawks didn't let him have it pete carroll said no way so the friction started happening and then it was all right well let's just part our separate score separate ways you could be right and you know what by the end of the season maybe matt patricia's available for that job too (laughs) move on let's go back to that rams point you want to talk about so there was a little something that happened this week. And uh, since we can't talk about the Bengals, we can bring it up with the Rams. Did you see the brawl? Oh, yeah, the brawl. We want to talk now, about the brawl. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the brawl because actually this is – let's go. Go, 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 go. Uh, so two things. Aaron Donald, obviously, the guy is as good as you could be in the NFL. Arguably the best. Steelers fans will tell you different, but he's arguably the best. Yeah. Number so, two NFL player on the top one. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I really don't know anything about anything, really, to be honest. But Aaron Donald, I think he's going to have some sort of crazy high level of testosterone just because, and I'm accusing of any sort of like steroid use or anything. I don't know anything about that. But the guy for his size is far too strong for what he should be. He's got to have some sort of like muscle density beyond the average you know, athletic human. He's sure. not that big of a guy, like height-wise. He's not, yeah. But he is so strong, unbelievably strong for his size and weight. And he's he's heavy. He's not like a light guy, right? No. That muscle weighs a lot. And so with that, I'm assuming it comes 
really high level of testosterone. So yeah, temper is going to flare. There's a lot of footage of him pushing and shoving and getting in, into he it. He has him. two Bengals helmets in his hands and he's swinging them around. That was a bad look. We yeah. all saw with Miles Garrett <laughs> what happened there. That yeah. was a bad look. Now, with that brawl, the thing that shocks me the most is you. Did you watch the uh, the footage of it? Yeah. They were blowing the whistle, the refs or whoever, I know. as if that was going to do something. Yeah. I think a flag was thrown at one point. <laughs> That's got to be the last brain cell thing. Well, I can't do anything here. Maybe I'll just blow this whistle, and they, the man with the two helmets, will stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just that, that kind of act like reactions beyond me. Just keep blowing the whistle. Is it to annoy them to, to stop or what? They can't even suspend them. The NFL can't suspend them because it, it's a, just a practice. And somebody came out in, in like the public and one of the former players or somebody said, uh, well, what did you expect? It's a like a, the Super Bowl oh, yeah. game, Bengals versus Rams, and it's they're obviously jawing at each other. It's a practice. There's nothing, there's no consequences to these actions. So the Rams said that they will handle suspensions internally. They're not going to suspend Aaron Donald. Let's just be real about well, that. I mean, they'll suspend him from like an internal meeting or something. Yeah, he's going to miss three practice sessions. You have to do it from home. You have to Skype or Zoom from your practice session. Well, my point with that is that's also what makes him so ferocious, right? Like you, oh, yeah. You don't cage the tiger and expect him to. Nope. Don't poke that bear. Skills, right? Don't poke huh? that bear. He's the best player in the league. Don't make him angry. Yeah. Just swing some helmets at you. It's a great photo too, by the way. If you haven't seen the photo of Aaron Donald with two helmets, it is a it's an all time photo of a defensive lineman holding two helmets from the opposing teams, <laughs> swinging them around. He looks the like only... he's like a he's a gladiator in that photo. Yeah, the only thing I can say is like he's fortunate that he didn't actually really yeah. hurt somebody because outside and, of a suspension, that could be an assault charge, right? Yeah, yeah. So that could lead to criminal charges, right? And so, That's right. That's right. Uh, All right, well, let's talk about someone who is suspended. Uh, let's move to the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the top five wide receivers in the league, is suspended for the first six games because of some – PED usage um, last year, I believe, end of last year or some off-season type thing. Either way, he's going to miss the first six seasons. This is obviously going to hurt the Arizona Cardinals because without him, they're throwing to A.J. Green. They went out and got Marquise Brown, which is going to help Rondell Moore. Their wide receiver room is very good, but without a DeAndre Hopkins, it, that is a lesser wide receiver room. Now, was it originally a season and it came down to six games? I'm, I'm not sure, always, actually. I think there was an appeal by him, but it's regardless, it is six games. And, I mean, I heard his take on it right when it happened, that it was all a big mistake. I don't know if that's just some sort of safe Yeah, phase. it's I tough. Know. I don't know, because I, I do want to always have the benefit of the doubt for the players, especially the guys like DeAndre Hopkins who are at the top of the game, so they don't need to take PEDs. But you always think, then you think about like Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. They're at the top I mean, of the game. That's why they're at the top of the game. MLB was wild. There was no rules back then in, in Major League Baseball. But I, I kind of have the benefit of the doubt because you take, like, who was it in NHL? I know we're kind of drifting off, but um, Theodore, Jose Theodore got banned 60 games from the NHL because he was taking uh, Propecia or something to try to have his hair grow out. 
it's but there's stuff that does hide peds and all this stuff so i don't know i kind of always give the players the benefit of the doubt because you take a pill one day just to get rid of a headache or a migraine and then all of a sudden that's that's six games but this is a huge for this team because they're in a division with the rams and the 49ers we'll get to the 49ers a bit but it's i mean you have like you're with the rams you play them twice so the cardinals they didn't make a lot of moves no they kind of signed their guys and stuck with them. So yeah, their biggest move is going out and getting Hollywood Brown from the from the Baltimore, which, which is a great, is, which is great because he it's is a good move. He's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. He's going to be super fast. Him across the field from DeAndre Hopkins, and then having AJ Green probably in the slot. That is that is a very good wide receiving core. AJ Green's not what he used to be, but he's also he is AJ Green. He was feared for five to six years. So it's the only thing is, are you? A does Kyler have Murray that fan. one terrible highlight from last year of oh, him costing them a game. Oh, yeah. AJ Green had a rough year last year. It was not good. But are you are a you Kyler Murray fan? Do you like Kyler Murray? I, I like him just because he's one of those exciting players. Yeah. I love I like the high-risk, high-reward. And I hate – I'm going to get into this now because I know that there's people out there listening that are just going to say, oh, he's so short. He's not going to be good. I hate that take because there are short quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame Kyler Murray is good enough to be a top 15, top 10 quarterback. He can take Arizona to the playoffs. Yeah, he's short, but the, it's not like he's a pocket. He's not a pocket passer. He can be short because he's moving out of the pocket. It's a rolling pocket. He's throwing on the run. He's great at making plays, so he can be short. He's not a guy that needs to stand in the pocket with all these six-foot-two linemen. So I hate that take. I won't stand for it. Kyler Murray is a great player. He's going to lead Arizona probably to the playoffs. And I don't want to hear another thing about him being short ever again. If he was three or four inches taller, people wouldn't be jumping on the short thing as much. And no, three or that's, four inches that's doesn't, what... doesn't get him to see over the, the, no. the offensive line as much as people say it is, right? Like, yeah. It's these a... guys are six. These are the biggest guys. The offensive lines are the biggest guys on the team. To see over them, you got to be six foot six, six foot seven, six foot nine. And do they just think? Do they think that they're just gonna like in college? All of his offensive linemen were way taller than him as well. So is it just something that people in the NFL are like? Oh well, no, he's like now he's in the NFL, so the guys are taller. It's like no, he's been playing with people bigger than him his entire life. He's fine. He's going to manage. He has managed. He's had a great career so far, and he's only going to get better. And he is exactly what Arizona needs. And what I thought was actually like so super interesting because you and I have had a conversation off air just because we talk a lot about how in his contract he had to read or um, watch footage for like four hours a week or whatever. And then it came out that he already was already doing that. They just put it in there because it's something they wanted to put in there. And it kind of totally got blown out of proportion. But their head coach now, forget his name, Cliff Kingsbury, during the preseason games, Kyler Murray didn't play a lot, but he was calling the plays. And I think that is super cool. I think it's very smart. So because if he's calling the plays on the sidelines and they're doing well, if you saw the difference between the successful plays when he, when Kyler Murray was calling them and when Cliff Kingsbury was calling them, Kyler Murray was having a way better day calling plays than Kingsbury. And this is only going to help the team because he can be in the huddle now at the line of scrimmage. He can be out on the field, changing plays, seeing what he's seeing. So knowing I got a point is. about that. I got a point about that. There's been a little history, and this is in the media. I don't know how it is in the actual organization, that there is a little bit of a rift between 
the organization Kyler Murray. Little tidbits come out, right? Like the contract thing. To me, it, the contract thing is the strangest thing because you really have concerns about his commitment. Four hours a week is not enough. You need more than that to be an elite level quarterback. So if you have a concern about that, four hours doesn't resolve your concern anyway. So it seems to me like a, just a silly thing to have. Yeah. Now, the play calling thing, I don't know if it was as positive just from the way Kingsbury, Clins- is it Clinsbury? Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. The way he phrased it when he said it, if you heard the quote from him, he wanted to teach him, a, the way it sounded at least, was he wanted to teach him a lesson that this shit is harder than you think it is. That's okay. why he let him do it, so that he could understand the difficulty in being the play caller. It's almost like to teach a bratty kid a lesson type thing. And I'm not saying that's what he meant by it. I'm not saying that's what he did. I'm just saying that's how it came off when I read the quote. Okay. That, that, I, that could be very well, because if they're fighting over plays, then it, why not just say, well, then you do it. You do it for a game or two and see how, how much fun it is. But he did really well. That's the thing is he did that's very right. well. I think it's a great experience for, for quarterbacks. I don't know why all of them don't do it. Honestly, I don't Especially know why all of them do it. Especially yeah, in a preseason game. Yeah, because it means nothing. Game. Just get you more experience. Get you thinking some of the things, right? Yeah, that's start that's start saying, what can we do here? It's this and this. What is the, like, what did the defense do in the last like play? It. Yeah, it, that's all it does. I don't know why. I thought it was a brilliant move, and I don't know why more teams don't do it. But I think that next year they probably will because it's the first time I've heard of it. And they talked about it on all the channels all the time. I just think that I don't know why you wouldn't have if you're because you're your starting quarterbacks aren't playing. They're rarely ever playing. I would love it if Jared Goff for the Lions was out there at the sidelines calling plays because then you're active. You're thinking you're thinking like a quarterback still in a game where you know you're not going to get hurt because you're not playing. It's very smart. I think that it should happen with more teams. I think it was a brilliant idea by Kingsbury if he was the one who came up with it. I don't know, but. I applaud it. I very much applaud it. Now, Arizona, I know you like them from what you've said. A little bit more weak defense than, let's say, two of the other top teams in this division, 49ers and Rams. Are they going to have the longevity to compete for the whole season? Because two years now, we've seen them kind of drop off halfway through. Last year, much more epically. Huge drop-off last year. I think that they finished second in this division. I think they made the playoffs because I do not have any faith in the San Francisco team. And we've got a little bit of time. Uh, we got 11 minutes left on this show. We started the clock. I know I didn't say that, but um, we got 11 minutes left. Let's talk about the 49ers because they now have two the opposite of the Seattle Seahawks. They have two quarterbacks that are probably in the top 32 that should be starting. They just signed Jimmy Garoppolo with the highest paid backup quarterback money that you can have. They're going to start Trey Lance. A lot of people are saying it's a mistake. They've re-signed Debo Samuel. Um, Brendan Ayuk and Lance uh, have a, a very good relationship. They're throwing the ball well together. Uh, like it's just... But so here's what, my question for you on that. Was it good enough? See, uh, the 49ers were how close to going to the Super Bowl? That end of that game, I don't remember the specific sequence of events, but against the Rams uh, in that uh, last conference playoff game there, it was something like a dropped interception would have got them through. Like They were the closest, like they are very close to getting to the Super Bowl over the Rams last year. Well, who was quarterback? That was Garoppolo. Exactly. So is the thinking that, you know, like it seems like he would be the safer choice. 
Did you I think so. Like he did he did have shoulder he's got a shoulder problem. I'm not sure if he had shoulder surgery in the offseason. I think he did like as soon as the, the year ended last year, I think he had shoulder surgery. But I mean, that's fine I mean, now. After like Tom Brady, Garoppolo's got the most Super Bowl rings in the league. <laughs> I knew that one would make you laugh. But <laughs> is the belief he's just not able to get them any further? That it was the defense that just did so much? I think that's the belief. And I think it's honestly, I think it's them overthinking it. Because he is very that, good. That His could, record is unbelievable. And, and that could be a similar to situation to to um, Seattle with, uh, nah, with um, no. Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know why you would get rid of a Russell Wilson. If I would rather get rid of the coach and the owner and the general manager before giving up a guy like Russell Wilson. It doesn't make any sense to me. Quarterbacks are the most important position in all of yeah. sports. You do not get rid of a Russell Wilson. I don't care what happens. So, yeah, what is, they- is the thought that Garoppolo just isn't going to be able to, or is it just as simple as at the time they made that decision, because getting close to the season, he wasn't signed yet. No, he was he was signed. That's the thing is it's they've when they, they announced the yeah. Well, what happened was they didn't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they went out and drafted Trey Lance, and then Garoppolo came back, had a good year, and it was like, oh no, now we have Trey Lance, so we have we've made this decision. We can't look foolish. This is what I think is not what they're saying. We made the decision. We can't look foolish. We have to go with. Trey Lance. Maybe Trey Lance is better. And you know, we said this with the like Aaron Rodgers. I like when a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, sits behind a veteran for a full year and learns the system, learns the game. But I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is done playing football yet. I think he should. I don't know why he signed this contract. If I were him, I would go to Seattle. Well, he just maybe can go next year because or Cleveland. You know, who's. Who's Seattle picking up this year? Well, Maybe nobody. That's Gino what I mean. Smith. Is like go to Seattle. They have two Tyler Lockett. Yeah, but he's got a one-year contract. He can go somewhere he's next year too. Out. He's got a better chance to win. He was one game away from the Super so Bowl. So what's last he doing year. here? He, he thinks, was so what... a couple plays away from the Super Bowl last year. So, so sticking think... with the team that almost got there on is the a bench. safer choice if he wants to get that third Super Bowl ring on the bench. So you just think he's a bench, a, a Super Bowl bench quarterback, and he's happy with those rings. He's got two already that way. Why not go for? Are those? Third? Let me ask you this: Are those rings? Those everyone else got? Those are diamond rings. Are his wooden? Ah, well, the bench I don't think is made of wood anymore. It's some sort of. I bet I, you those I, benches I, are I, made of wood. I stress plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Well, it's, it's, not yeah, walnut. I mean, it's not walnut. No. Anyway, moving on. Debo Samuel, you think he's going to repeat? As just, you know, he had a breakout season last year. Yeah, it was because he's, he's in this new, what, what are they calling it? Like the the wide back? They're calling sure. it a wide back because he's a wide, wide receiver back. slash running back. So he was holding out. And I think this is actually smart. Not smart, but I think he actually has a really good point. When he held out this season because he was getting paid like a wide receiver, but he was taking running back snaps. So he said, if you want to pay me, like if you want me to play, you're going to have to pay me the equivalent of a running back and wide receiver because I'm taking all these running back snaps. What they did with him last year was inventive. It was cool. It was exciting. I don't think it's a repeat because the guy who came up with all those, Mike McDaniels, is now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. 
So whether Debo Samuel is able to repeat the success he had last year, I don't think so because the guy that made those plans is gone. But also you don't know because the next guy that steps up is probably the same type of person. It's two of them, Chris Forster and Bobby Slowick. So those are the offensive coordinators. They're probably stepping in with Mike McDaniel's system, but I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, he's great. He's their best player on offense. I, I think he's exciting to watch. I personally have never seen Brandon Ayuk break out like the way he's supposed to. You know, we've talked about yeah, a lot of players that we him. haven't seen that breakout season. He's like Devontae Parker from the Dolphins, who's now with the Patriots. Everyone talks about him breaking out, but it never happens. It's his, his like off season so far with Trey Lance starting quarterback, a ton of highlight real touchdown catches, but who gives a shit it's preseason that never matters. No, I mean, you could, uh, the Rams got crushed. Did they not in the preseason game to the uh, Bengals? That, uh, yeah, preseason meeting, the Lions went four and in the preseason and then they didn't win a single game in the regular season. So it doesn't mean anything. No preseason games mean anything in any sport it doesn't just stop just stop. i think there was there was, there was something like six or eight teams this year that went four and all in the preseason yeah it doesn't matter who cares i think texas was one of them. texas so do you think if we're so obviously we agree the rams are probably the best team in this division you could say the rams are the best team in the nfc right? you, you can make okay. a case for that you could it wasn't the question but you're going there so yeah. it's all right then the seahawks are probably the worst team Again, you could say in this division and in this conference. Yeah, I, I like their, I like their two receivers. I think Lockett. That's is the a thing that that's the thing that frustrates me. I, they Lockett and DK Metcalf are very good. Why do you not have someone to throw them the ball? How bad is Drew Lock? I never saw him play. It's terrible. There's a reason you didn't see him play. He doesn't play. Was he not started last year? I have no idea who Denver started. There's, I, at some point, they started a guy who was a wide receiver in a Division three college that. football game. So I don't know who was the quarterback, but it wasn't Drew Locke. But that was a COVID thing, was it not? That yeah, they it was had COVID and injuries. Completed, COVID, they had COVID and injuries, yeah. they couldn't play. But it was Drew. Was it not Drew Locke's fault about the – like he was the one that refused to do all the COVID protocols that got everybody suspended. No, so if so, the Seahawks are the worst because they got no quarterback. I don't like they. Noah Fant that they have is also good as, as a tight end that they got from Denver in that trade. But I don't. The Seahawks stink. They're not going to be good. I don't even know who the running back is. It's the kid. Oh, Kenneth Walker the third the kid they got out of Michigan State is actually super exciting to watch. But so, do you think San Francisco or the Cardinals are second place? Who do you like better? I like San Francisco just because I think they're a little more consistent to be there. Arizona, I think, has a lot more issues to contend with this year. Missing your best player for the first six games. Now, their first, you know, if history repeats, the last two seasons, their first half of the season is better than their last half. Yeah. So if they're worse for their first half, that's not a good telling sign. Well, but maybe, the they've overcome, be... maybe they've overcome those issues. If also, they... I think... If they're, I'm going to say, if they are better in the first half of the season this year without DeAndre Hopkins... Then you get DeAndre Hopkins back. That's, a, I mean, if you can hold the fort down without him, if you can go four and two without DeAndre Hopkins or three and three without DeAndre Hopkins, I think you're sitting pretty. Yeah, it's possible. Now, I also like the 49ers defense over Arizona's. 
Yeah. You know who I like on the 49ers? Their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Because nobody okay. has a fullback anymore. No. And they use a fullback. I like that because of old Corey Schlesinger from the, the Lions way back in the 90s and early 2000s was a now fullback. Does, does his usage change with your boy uh, going to uh, Miami there to coach? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that. I, I asked you a question. I, I know I you don't the 49ers, know the answer. To. I think the forty. <laughs> I think the forty ers take a step back this year. Is what I think. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think it's the Rams, the Cardinals, the forty ers the Seahawks, because I don't believe in Trey Lance, and I think if you now put Jimmy Garoppolo back in in like six games, if you're three and three or two and four, or or one and five. Then if you put Garoppolo back in, I think you're causing more problems, more controversy, because the worst thing you can have as a team is a QB controversy. You have to be very oh, solid on who your quarterback is. I, I'm throwing an idea out there because I don't know, and even though it's easily researched. Is it start Trey Lance just because give Jimmy a little more time on the shoulder? No, that could be it. That yeah, could be something it. Something as simple could, as that. Actually, that could be it. But they drafted Trey Lance with like the third overall pick in the because they had no faith in him then. But he's gotten them decently far. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's so been I, to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's been to the conference final now the last couple of years. They, I just think they take a step back. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like when your offensive coordinator gets a head coaching job somewhere else. I, I don't think that that's a telling sign for a team. I think it's a step back, especially when your offensive coordinator leaves and then you have a a new starting quarterback, second year starting quarterback, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch this division. There's just, there's a reason why we put this in the last week is because this NFC West and the AFC West, which we'll talk about in the next episode, think these are probably what NFC West has been the best division in, in football for the last seven years. And, AFC West is going to be the best division next or this upcoming year. So we're going to end this division here now. So thank you for listening. Um, AFC West is up next. We appreciate you, everyone, on uh, running down the clock. Have a good night. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.